Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Victoriously Anointed Podcast with me, Lynn Stacey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. I'm your host, Lynn Stacy. Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. I do hope and pray that it is a blessing to you and for you. And I hope and pray that whatever it is that you need to receive from God on today's podcast, that you are able to receive it by faith in Jesus' name. Here on the Victoriously Anointed Podcast, we appreciate our sponsors. We highlight Cornell King, who not only champions with the cuts and fades in his barbershop, King of Fades, located in Little Rock, Arkansas, but he teaches youth how to champion through his award-winning boxing club, mentoring and giving them the tools of success. As we are aiming to get better on the inside, it's also important to feel good on the outside. King of Faith Barbershop in Little Rock, Arkansas can help you do just that. 5202 Mabelville Pike, Little Rock, Arkansas, 501-565-4210. You can also follow him on social media at King of Fitness Boxing Club, 501-517-KING. Make sure to mention Lynn Stacy on the Victoriously Anointed Podcast. I love to rock to that um, podcast beat, that sponsorship beat, just excuse me, I had to do that little last little part of, uh, of the beat that's not um, actually on there, but um, I have the full beat and that's part of uh, what's on there. And so um, every time I go through it, I'm just like, that's like my favorite part. Um, I will let you guys listen to it and hear it, but we're going to have to get into this podcast on today. <laughs> so today's podcast is about the process of elimination. And sometimes, you know, we have to really be able to open our eyes to see things from God's perspective. Um, because when you consider just um, how we think sometimes the way God thinks, it's like, not exactly um, the way we might would do things in our own lives. The word tells us no weapon formed against us will be able to prosper. It says no weapon formed. That means that he will allow the weapon to form against you. But the thing we have to remember is, is that it's not going to prosper and it's going to work in our favor. How do I know that it's going to work in our favor? Because Romans 8.28 says that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord, for those who are the called according to his purpose. So when you love God and you have been called by God, it's going to work together for your good. And so it's so important for us to take on this mindset on the on the kingdom mindset that says, you know what, no matter what I what comes in life, no matter what I face in life, um, as long as God is with me and I stand in faith on what he has said, um, actively loving on him. And how do you know that you love God? If you keep my commandments, um, you love me pretty much when we be when we are, I would say, disciples over his um, commandments. When we are disciplined when we are disciples over his commandments, when we follow after them, when we. 
uh, when we guard them, thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against thee. And so we're going to look at the lives of three different people where there was a weapon formed against them, but it did not prosper. And we will see it was the weapon that caused the process of elimination. Sometimes God will allow different things in your life to form in order to eliminate the enemy. Uh, he will allow different things into your life and as a reason to eliminate the enemy. You know how sometimes, you know, maybe you had uh, a different situation in your life. It could be in the form of a person, a situation, a problem, whatever it is in your life. And sometimes God sees and he knows how um, pressing that is on you. Um, and he also knows, too, um, that for um, I would say he sees the future. And so if he if he sees and he knows the future, he also knows uh, when things aren't going to be good um, with you furthering on and going forward as well, too. And so we're going to talk about this and how God just um, uh, allowed the process of elimination in your life. And not only that, um, he also knows uh he sees the wicked and the wicked in their plots and their schemes and different things like that. And since he sees the wicked in their plots and their schemes, that's what I mean by because sometimes we feel like you know what God is trying to eliminate somebody that's not brother and sister in Christ. No, he's not. He's gonna bring them back to repentance if they follow after him. The thing about it is when it's the wicked and when it's someone that's actively acting against God um, and the people of God in your life. Um, and so um that's 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 the that's the thing. It's about the wicked. Um and so um and we have to make sure that we don't become um, we don't take on the ways of wicked behavior because sometimes wickedness can be disguised as something that's good. And so it's so important for us to understand and recognize, too, that um, God wants us to be. He wants us to walk as light in the world. Um, it's so important for us to do that. And part of that goes into having the right mindset, the right mindset. And it, the month of August is almost over. Um, and so you might as well soak up this affirmation while you have a chance that I will not dwell on negative thoughts. I choose to think on whatsoever things are lovely, pure, just, true. I choose to let this mind be in me that was also in Christ Jesus. And so I'm going to go ahead and play it uh, for my YouTube audience um, and uh, music for my audio audience. You know, sometimes we do, we feel like, sometimes we feel like we're so important that, you know, um, not only do we want God to get the wicked, but we also uh, want to feel justified when we feel like another brother and sister in Christ has wronged us. And think about it is God does deal with his children. Um, he deals with everyone in love. He deals with his children in love. And so the thing about it is sometimes part of um, him dealing with them is also your obedience to how he tells you to proceed forward. It's your obedience and how he tells you to handle and deal with the situation. I was reading a book by um, Lisa Turquoise and um, I, I had two books. And so I believe it was the one that was talking about when, um, what happens when women walk in faith. And then I had another one, uh, what happens when women pray, I believe it was. And in one of those books, she told a testimony. I believe it was Lisa Turquoise. And, um, and she told a story about um, how she had a name 
neighbor and the neighbor was very rude. Um, and so they just uh, the eye to eye and she just couldn't understand why this neighbor was just so rude. And so uh, she, uh, God told her to go give the neighbor some water. Um, go give her some, go give her a bottle of water. And she couldn't understand why God was leading her to do that. Um, and so uh, sometimes, you know, we get into a, a debate in ourselves and with God about, you know, you want me to go do what? <laughs> you want me to go do what now? <laughs> this person has been so rude and mean to me. And it's just kind of like, I want them to, you know, pay for, I want them to suffer for how they're behaving. Sometimes, you know, those things can be in our mind. We want them to, we may not say that intentionally exactly, but in our in our minds, we're like, you know what? You're going to get God. <laughs> and so um, your dead karma thing is going to come back around to you. And it's kind of like, you know, you do expect God to vindicate you. You do expect God to um, be just in the whole situation. But and part of being just, his thing is, his ultimate thing is he's got a mercy. He's got full of love and grace. And so um, if he can um, bring someone into a state of repentance, bring someone into a state of restoration, bring someone that um, into a state of coming to him, that's his ultimate goal in life. And so before he pours out, I would say bowels of wrath or anything like that, his ultimate goal is let's see how we can fix this situation in a peaceful and calm manner. Um, and I'm going to use, and you're going to use the tools that I gave you. You're going to use the tools of love. You're going to use the tools of righteousness. You're going to use the tools of the fruits of the spirit. And you're going to go walk in there and operate in that. And so she uh, went and took the uh, neighbor this um, this water. Um, and the thing about it was uh, it was something that I don't think she was expecting God to tell her to do. And so there were different things in our own lives. And sometimes we just don't expect God to tell us to do it. And sometimes, you know, we're looking for God to, you know, fix the problem. And sometimes it's like you're the solution to the problem. And so um, I'm calling you to be the answer. I'm calling you to show forth in love. He said, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And so it's so important for us to understand and recognize that God's ultimate goal in life is to win as many souls to himself as possible. And sometimes in order to win those souls to himself, we have to go and be the light that he needs us to be to uh, others who may not really recognize and understand um, that God is love, that God is peace, that God is a God of mercy. And so that's something that we learned in the book of Jonah. Um, Jonah was not happy about um, having to go um, to Nineveh because he knew that um, if God really, if God was um, leading him there, then it was for, uh, he knew God was a God of mercy. He knew God was kind and so that was one of the reasons why he didn't want to go do what God was telling him to do because he didn't want them to receive what God was. He didn't want them to receive God love and different things like that. And so we have to consider when God tells us to do different things in our own lives, um, when he tells us to do different things in our own lives, um, is are we are we are we um, choosing to do what Jonah did um, and feeling like the, well, this person isn't deserving of that? Are we judging them in that way? Or is it that um, if God is leading us to do something, are we going to respond with love and recognizing that I want God's character to be shown invisible and made present in this person's life? Um, and so, um, but oh, that's a that's a personal question for you to have to answer in your own time. And so I'm going to talk about three different stories where God did show up uh, um, rather than sending them out. Um, he he did show up in these three particular three lives where a weapon was formed against them, um, where a weapon was formed against them. And the thing about it is um, because we suffer God of mercy and different things like that, he does give people an opportunity and chance um, to get their actions right. But the word tells us that the wicked will be wiped away. And so um, it's, up there, it's up to them whether 
whether or not they want to choose to be wicked. As in Nineveh's case, Nineveh chose to repent. Um, and so um, God chose not to, uh, God chose not to give them the judgment that they had brought upon themselves. And so um, in the different cases of different people and different things like that, it's up to them to choose whether or not um, they want to do it. Uh, they, whether they not, not want to receive God's love and his opportunity that he presents to them or whether or not they just want to continue to operate as is. Um, and so we're going to talk about three different people and you can uh, kind of read about it on your own time. I'm just going to kind of give you a little bit of the background story and different things like that. And um, when I give you the background story, I will tell you exactly where you can find it at in the word, um, in the book of the Bible that you can go and read um, a little bit about the stories. Um, and when you go and read them, um, then just know that if God was, if God helped them, then he can help you too uh, with whatever situation or problem or difficulty you may be uh, facing. And I believe that God responded to them in the way that he did because it was something they were, uh, because of their hearts and their faithfulness towards God and the fact that um, the weapon that was being formed against them was a result of something that was going to cause them, that was going to be resulting in death for them. And so um, that it was an extreme case um, where it was directly affecting their life and their livelihood, which um, would stop and block what God was needing to do through them. And so when I talk about the process of elimination, when it comes to the weapon, um, the, every case isn't as extreme as theirs was, where it would have resulted in the death of them. Um, but um, there are some cases where... Um, there are some cases where there is different things that are plotted against the people of God that is um, that was equipped. The weapons are equipped with the process of trying to eliminate them um, in different in various ways. And um, God um, shows up and shows forth injustice uh, to fight for his people. And so the first story that we're going to look at is Haman and Mordecai. Haman and Mordecai, you can find in the book of Esther. So Haman got upset. He wanted to he wanted the people to bow down to him. And so um, because of his level of status and he had been promoted by the king and different things like that. And so this is in the book of Esther in the Old Testament, if you want to go and read and check it out. And so Mordecai, you know, they didn't believe in uh, the Israelites. They didn't believe in bowing down, even though several times we find throughout history where they did idol worship. But um, the basis of a faithful, a faithful Jew was you don't bow down to uh, false gods. You don't bow down. And even now in the church, um, it is our practice that we do not bow down to false gods. If you are committed and dedicated um, to the Lord, we do not bow down to false gods. And so uh, we find where uh, Mordecai, um, a person, and, and the thing about it is, before I get even further into it, the thing about it is, is not that Haman was saying that he was a god or he wanted to be bowed down to like he was one. And so because of his position and status, there was no reason or purpose behind it um, as to why. And so um, other than he just wanted to be glorified. And so Mordecai um, refused to and um he didn't like this. He didn't like how um, Mordecai kind of um, was just like, I would say Mordecai was just not um, going to just give him what he wanted. And in doing so, uh, he he was an agitation. Haman, Mordecai was an agitation to Haman. And so because he was an agitation to Haman, um, he found out that uh, Mordecai was um, of, of Israelite. Of the tribe of, uh, I believe it was the tribe of Judah. I'm not really certain. Um, I know Judah went into bondage a couple of times, and so uh, it was it, Israelite. It was an Israelite um, branch of one of the tribes, and so he found out that that was where he was from. And so his his thought was, I want to not only eliminate him, but I want to eliminate all of his people. 
all of his people. So he was coming up against God's sheep and they hadn't done anything wrong. Um, and so he went and got the law. He went and he tricked the king into uh, he tricked the king into uh, kind of siding with him on his plan by saying that there is a group of people among you that don't uh, pretty much uh, obey the laws that you have set and put in place. And so he made them look like troublemakers. And pretty much um, they weren't troublemakers, but he made them look like troublemakers. And so in making them look like troublemakers, um, when um, Mordecai um, did this law, um, and it will a decree went out that all of the all of the Jews were going to be killed, um, including Mordecai, because they were connected to Mordecai. But what he didn't realize was that Queen Esther was the queen um, who was Esther was that was her uncle, and that was her people that he was coming up against. And so um, he built the um, he built the um, the gallows um, that Mordecai and the rest of the people were going to be hanged on because they were supposed to be eliminated. And in turn, what ended up occurring was he was the one that ended up being hung on the gallows. He was the one that was eliminated. His family and his people were the one. Um, so because of the fear of retaliation, um, so they won't come back and try to vindicate him. Um, Queen Esther took care of that and with the king's permission. And so um, there was something that occurred in Mordecai's life where he actually saved the king's life. And so that was written in the book of records. And so God brought that back up to the king's remembrance and different things like that, that occurred. And so that was another reason why Haman was like, um, he saw that Haman was kind of upset with Mordecai too, um, was that the fact that, you know what, I'm giving the um, king advice about something concerning that I thought was concerning me and really and truly is concerning my enemy. And so uh, he was eliminated with his own weapon. And so God allowed that weapon to form in their life and through their faithfulness and obedience and seeking God on the answer of what to do, um, they were able to come out with the victory. Um, so if you want the victory in your life and you see the weapon forming, one of the things that you must do is seek God concerning what to do. And so uh, we find where um, the weapon that was formed, that was built by um, Haman, who was wicked, was used on him. And so sometimes when you see wicked people in your life, you see wicked people, and don't call nobody wicked that is that you're not sure about. But when you know that it's been done out of um, wicked behavior um, and you are set on that, just know that if I continue to pray and see God and walk in obedience according to what he tells me to do, then this weapon is not made for me. It's not meant for me. It's meant for the person that is set on, um, uh, this person that was set on, on forming it. Um, and so um, that's one thing that we can have with God is just let the weapon form. Sometimes uh, this is for, as part of the process of elimination. It's so much better to bless um, than it is to curse, especially God's children. It's so much better to bless um, to bless them because when you're blessed, he says, I'll bless those that bless you and curse those that curse you. And so um, he, they, he was pretty much trying to wipe out God's people and he ended up getting wiped out. And so then um, let's go into the book of um, Daniel. Um, there's Daniel in the lion's den. And this was something also within the law basis um, where uh, Daniel uh, was, uh, he had favor with King Darius. And so this was under King Darius reign. And with King Darius, um, he had favor with him and, uh, you know, he was getting ready to be promoted. And, and there were people that, you know, that were in his same level and rank and they were pretty much jealous. Um, they were jealous. And so it was unjust. These things that were being done were unjust and God is just. And so 
if you're going to bring a cause against his people, then you need to be just about it. And so um, uh, he uh, he was uh, in the king's favor. They didn't like it. They were jealous. And so they created this this law and this decree and got the king to sign off on it. Um, they didn't he didn't realize and know that it was being brought up against someone that he considered a friend. And so um when this um, law was set in place, um, the king even the king was hopeful that Daniel's God was going to deliver him. And so he allowed him to be thrown into the lion's den. The weapon was formed. He was tossed in there with the weapon. But the thing about it was it did not prosper. God shut the mouths of the lions. And the ones that ended up, the ones that um, ended up uh, working foul motives in order to get that active in place because they he was simply praying. They found something that he did constantly and made a law about it. And so and that was prayer, um, praying. And so he continued to serve in faithfulness and being committed to God and God bless his faithfulness and his commitment. So the thing about it is when you see the weapon forming against, forming against you, is not you cannot lose um, your cool. Um, so you, when, what I mean by that is I'm not saying don't get angry and upset. You have a right to feel different emotions feelings. What I'm saying is remain in peace. Get back to peace. Um, because we see where Mordecai was, uh, he was in sorrow. He was in grief. Uh, if you read the book, um, and he was laying outside the gates in sackcloth and ashes. And so, uh, it's not that you're not entitled to those emotions. The thing about it is you have to get to a place of peace through seeking God and knowing that he's going to work it out for you in your favor. Um, and that's the thing about it. And so Daniel was in the lion's den. Um, and it's the thing about it is when you find yourself in a weapon is formed against you and you know that it was done out of an unjust and unjust cause, unjust means. It's like, Lord God, I'm handing this over to you. I'm seeking you concerning and I believe, Lord God, that it's going to work in my favor. And I'm going to walk in obedience. Um, as if I know that you have my life in your hands. That's what my faith says. Um, and so um, we find where they were thrown into the lion's den. And so um, they were trying to eliminate Daniel just so that they can receive the favor and the promotion that they wanted that Daniel was um, getting ready to receive. And um, ended up, they got thrown in the lion's den and Daniel didn't have to worry about that, have to face those enemies anymore. Um, and he ended up actually getting promoted. And so um, that's something that you can find too within the um, kingdom of kingdom of God. Um, sometimes uh, with promote with, um, I would say your trials and difficulties and weapons forming and different things like that afterwards follows promotion. Because uh, some people aren't, everybody isn't happy and excited and celebrated about God promoting you. Um, that's something that you have to understand and recognize and realize too. You may be excited and you may want everybody to be excited and happy for you, but everybody is not. Um, so everybody is not excited or happy about the fact that you have favor. Um, everybody's not happy and excited about the fact that um, God has given you a light to be able to be a light and to be able to shine. Um, so um, that's something that you have to recognize as you're growing and going through life. And that's something that you have to accept and um, hopefully and pray for the best and seek God for his protection and covering. And the next story that I want to talk to about is King David and King Saul. Uh, everybody knows, pretty, a lot of people know about the story of King David. And so um, his um, one of the things about him, though, uh, King Saul wanted to kill David uh, because David was the next um, king of um, Israel. He wanted to kill him. And so um, what ends up happening with him is um, the enemies of Israelites come into the camp, the Philistines, and they end up um well, he actually, they ended up, they was going to kill King Saul, but King Saul um, told, I believe, some one of, one of the people that were with him, um, he fell on his sword. 
uh, he fell on his sword and drove it in there and something got sounded in the sword um, just so that they wouldn't come and uh, take him hostage and kill him. But um, he was eliminated. And so it ended up coming upon his own head. So that's something that um, I believe that as the body of Christ, we have to understand and recognize is, is that God has us covered. He has us covered. He has us protected. He has us shielded. And do things happen to people of God? Yes, they do. They do happen. And if he's allowing it to happen, it's for a reason. Um, it's for a reason. And that's something that we have to understand, too. Um, it's for a purpose and a reason. Um, and because uh, when you're part of the body of Christ, everything serves as a purpose. Um, and so um, it serves as a purpose. And so um, those that died in faith, I believe, were uh, died in faith to help encourage our faith. They were willing to die just so that we can be able to um, get the gospel. Um, and they didn't care about risking their lives because God knew exactly what we were going to need before we knew that we needed it. And so um, when... Um, God says, I'll be your shield and your buckler. He means that. He means that. And he one thing about it is if you have a purpose and something to fulfill in God on the earth, he's not going to let you go anywhere before you fulfill that purpose. Some people fulfill that purpose um, quicker than others do. Um, and so um, one thing about it, they could not um, take Jesus out until everything was fulfilled. They could not take Peter out until everything was fulfilled. They could not take out um, the different people that we find in the New Testament until everything was fulfilled. King David uh, had to fulfill his role, rightful role as the king on the throne. And King Saul was trying to eliminate him before he stepped into that kingship and to the light of that kingship. And the thing about it was God covered him, he shielded him, protected him. Um, and so God is more than able and more than capable to cover, to protect, and to sustain you in life, in life. And I believe that as we begin to see God and as we begin to grow, um, we can be able to understand that his thoughts towards us are good. We'll be able to understand exactly sometimes why he allows the different things to happen. Do you not know when Jesus stepped onto the scene um, and King Kerah was trying to seek him for um, the babies to be killed? But I believe it was two and under two and under male children, uh, male children to be um, to be killed. They were killed, um, but they were killed so that the uh, that Christ. Christ um, might live. I would say that kept him busy and off of his tail. <laughs> um, and so I don't believe that those babies were born without a purpose or a cause. They were born with the purpose to die, just like Jesus was born with the purpose to die. But the thing about it is, the thing about it, the thing about it is, is this. Now they got the most wickedness. Not saying that. Um, not saying that. Um, not, not one tiny bit. He don't promote that. But he allows sometimes the plan of the wicked to seem like it's going to prosper and it does not. Um, and so someone may say, well, um, it seemed like it prospered if he killed that. If he, uh, if King Herod was able to kill, he didn't prosper um, because the thing was we needed to get the, the savior. Uh, we need to get the savior here to cover all of humanity for generations to come. And so. Um, it's so important because he could have uh, he could have stopped and blocked um, people from producing babies and different things like that. But he didn't do that. <laughs> he didn't do that. He allowed them to be born. He allowed it to occur. Can you imagine if he stopped um, babies and children uh, from being born and then he was the only baby to be born? Like that's singling him out. Like I know where to go because you're the only baby that has been born within the last past two years, two to three years. And so I know that it's you. It can't be anybody else. <laughs> and so. Uh, 
<laughs> so I believe even in that, I see it as, you know what, um, them being born was providing a covering for Christ. Can you imagine, um, imagine that you're, you're, you've been born, your male child being born, but I imagine at the time they probably looked at it as, man, this is, this is kind of harsh and this is kind of, um, cause the, it was King Herod. It wasn't God's will for them to die. <laughs> it wasn't, I would say it wasn't God's heart for them to die. I don't believe, but in allowing it to do so, sometimes we have to find the, the good in the situations that do occur in our lives and try to make sense out of life and keep hope alive and keep on living. Um, and so, um, cause some, cause things happen, things occur. And sometimes it's just kind of like, it's heartbreaking. Um, but God knows, you know, sometimes wicked leaders are going to rise to power. Um, and they're going to do things that are not, um, necessarily according to his character and not necessarily according to what he desires to, for humanity to have to experience. Um, but sometimes humanity, uh, sometimes humanity has to experience those things. Um, and so, uh, um, and then we have to learn how to cope with it. Um, and so I imagine that he wanted, uh, I'm pretty sure he probably would have loved for them to be able to experience him on earth as well as, as well too. Um, but that was just, that just wasn't the case. That's not what occurred and happened. And so I look at it as, um, even if, even though, um, this was a wicked thing that King Herod set into place as a means to try to kill Jesus before he got a chance to step into his calling and his ministry. Um, I looked at this, them, they were, uh, they covered Jesus on his way, uh, to his fulfillment, fulfillment. Um, they covered Jesus on his way to fulfillment. And so, um, um, that's the way I kind of, um, look at it. And so, uh, the weapon that is forming against you or has formed against you, it will not prosper. It will not prosper. Seek God, pray. When the weapon is forming against you, that's not the time to walk away from God. That's not the time to, um, that's not the time to give up on God. That's not the time to, um, downplay God. That's not the time. That's the time all the more to seek his face concerning exactly how you need to go forth and ensuring that the weapon don't prosper because that's the word of faith. Um, the weapon will not prosper. It will not prosper. It will not prosper. It will not not prosper. Um, and so, and sometimes, you know, when the weapon is forming, it's like, man, it seems like the weapon is prospering. It will not prosper. It will not prosper. Daniel got thrown into the pit, but it did not prosper. He shut the mouths of the lions. Joseph got thrown into prison, but it did not prosper. It did not prosper. And so, um, it's so important uh, for us to understand that God is not going to allow the weapons to prosper. If you are lining up with his will, it's safety dwelling within the will of God. I'm trying to make sure I cover all bases, um, trying to make sure I cover all bases. You cannot do the behavior of the wicked um, and expect God. Um, now, God will give you a grace period to get you, help you to get your life together just so you can have a weapon in your life that will not prosper. Um, but the thing about it is you have to be striving in that direction. You have to be striving. And I believe God wants to work all things out for our good, um, but it's also up to us um, to allow him to do that um, through seeking him, through prayer, through obedience, through obedience to God and through faith and knowing that he can do it and will do it and through trust. Um, and so uh, I hope and pray that this podcast has been a blessing to you. Um, the process of elimination. Uh, if you go back and read the story of Haman and, and Mordecai and Daniel and the lion's den and, uh, uh, and, and no weapon that was formed against them, God allowed their enemies to be eliminated with their own tools and devices. And so it's so important for us to even understand that um, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You know, the scripture that says that we, so our 
enemy is um, because we are uh, because we are in partnership with God. Uh, we are his we are his people and um, Satan is our enemy naturally because spiritually because of the simple fact that we chose Christ uh, because um, when we come into under the umbrella of Christ um, we leave out from under um, the rulership of Satan um, because he was able to obtain the world when uh, the earth when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. And so when we come into Christ, we're saying, I am an enemy of the devil. Um, and we stand against that enemy. Do you not know that that all this stuff is, he has to endure the punishment of hell for messing with humanity. He has to endure that punishment. For a doggone going up there, stirring up chaos in heaven, he has to endure that punishment. Um, for, um, well, you didn't convince a third of the angels against me, For he has to endure that punishment. And the third of them that went with him and humanity, that the, and the pieces of humanity that chooses the one the humans that choose to follow him we have to endure the punishment <laughs> you have to do in the punishment but god gives us an escape route and the escape route is receive jesus into your life so that whatever weapons may come you have the ability and you can dwell in his will um and he asks that you give him the the, the right uh to protect you he protects what is his own um and so it's so important for us to understand that uh, we can dwell safely with god although sometimes we do have to face some things that um sometimes things do try to take us out of here um and so it's so important for us to understand um job you know losing his children and losing ever all his possessions that could have took him out of there but he was going through a testing season. It wasn't a weapon. It was a testing season, but it was the devil. And so uh, uh, just uh, no weapon formed against you will be able to prosper. And so sometimes God wants to eliminate the enemy out of your life. So he will allow them to form the weapon. Um, but it's for their elimination and not yours. Um, I hope and pray that this word has been a blessing to you. Um, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for everything that you're doing, everything that you're working out. Father God, you are the great father and there is none like you in all the earth. We bless you and we praise you and there is none greater than you. We thank you for everything that you have done and everything that you will do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Every time something is eliminated, it doesn't mean that it has to die. Um, but there are some cases um, where death is a sentence and there are some cases where it's just other stuff. Um, I don't believe that if someone took your pound cake, that means that uh, <laughs> took your pound cake and threw it in the trash, that they're going to have to face death for that. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> that'd be, that's the, it's just, God is just, uh, God is just. I pray that you would go forward and be blessed and know that God loves you adores you he watches over you he is for you hello everyone this is lynn stacy with the victoriously anointed podcast thank you for tuning in to today's episode if it's been a blessing to you remember to like subscribe and share the page you can follow me at lynn stacy studios on instagram and facebook